0: before the cyborgs podcast my name is michael vecchio regular contributing writer to before the cyborgs and this week on the before the cyborgs podcast we are joined with a very special guest a good personal friend of mine and uh well he's an authority on professional wrestling so our listeners may be thinking professional wrestling yes you you'll likely remember that last year with nate our editor uh, him and I did a podcast on Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, his, you know, success in the wrestling world and, and, and his jump into uh, a successful Hollywood actor. I have written the site on The Undertaker's retirement uh, last year. So you you will have seen the occasional wrestling uh, content on our site. Again, our site is focused on, on television and film and, and pop culture. But, you know professional wrestling is a part of pop culture and it is theatrical and it is a lot of acting so you know it, 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 it can't be like a movie so for this uh episode of the podcast as i said i'm joined by a good friend of mine and a, and a real authority on the wrestling world that wacky wrestling world jimmy the freak jim thank you for joining us it's again it's always a pleasure
1: well, thank you very much for having me, Michael. i I'm a little torn because the word authority is usually a dirty word in pro wrestling. Right. But uh, I appreciate all, all the, the praise, the shout-outs that uh, you've offered. It is an absolute honor that somebody looks at, at me and my completely
0: irrelevant opinions <laughs>
1: as uh, as a good well, source. Well, you know, now of... I'll say
0: if, you, if you're uncomfortable with authority, I'll say Jim is uh, very well-informed on wrestling. So it's not just a guy... Uh, Who's you know who watches it casually and likes to have an opinion because there's lots of people like that Uh, Jim is certainly more than a casual viewer and so if we're talking to him that means his I think his opinions have a little more weight Um, so me also as uh, as a uh, lifelong wrestling uh, follower and and, uh, you know, I would say commentator in my own right certainly not to Jim's extent when it comes to wrestling I'm, but, I'm just saying, I never dressed up as Paul Bearer for Halloween. Oh, you know, yeah. You, you,
1: you get some credit on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was real fun. That was an honor for me. But on today's episode, we are talking about, if you're listening to this podcast, it is around the time of WrestleMania, which is the uh, annual extravaganza, the Super Bowl of Wrestling uh, put on by the WWE, the, the big promotion in the wrestling world. The granddaddy and, um, of them all. That's right. The showcase of the immortals, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, every WrestleMania weekend, uh, part of that ceremony has been the Hall of Fame induction. So, we're going to talk today about the WWE Hall of Fame, and basically, we're going to talk about well, we're, we're talk about the hall and and what I consider certain flaws with the Hall of Fame. And so we're going to get into that, and uh, and certainly uh, maybe Jim will disagree with some of uh, my points of contention. He might agree, but I hope uh, our listeners will enjoy a, a good discussion, an informed discussion, on the WWE Hall of Fame. So uh, let's start I guess, by, you know, the, the first thing I guess our listeners will say, come to mind is, well, you know, how was this... How does this compare to other sports Hall of Fames? Well, let's just say, firstly, pro wrestling is not like other sports. I mean, True. it's actually sports entertainment, right? It's it's a theatrical um, scripted form of athletic theater, and so it should really be considered
1: acting, where they perform their own stunts. Oh,
0: oh yeah, does yeah. that any, yeah. any number of ways you? Can, Uh, uh, it's very unique it's a a very unique form of entertainment so that being said because wrestling is what it is that means that the hall of fame also can't be we you know we will compare it but it can't also be directly compared to a place like hockey hall of fame or baseball hall of fame or football hall of fame or you know the rock and roll hall of other hall of fames
1: absolutely true when you factor in Uh, You know, the Athletic Hall of Fames, they're primarily based on, I guess, the merit of it. You know, what accomplishments they had over their career, how many titles they've won, their goals, assists. And uh, with Wrestling Hall of Fame, it's more contributing to the business as a whole. You know, who brought attention to the company, to the industry as it is. It's kind of like an an Actors Hall of Fame. If if SAG ever had a Hall of Fame, you know, it would probably have similar uh vehement arguments over who belongs in and you know whether or not Jerry Lewis should be taken out and Brendan Fraser. Come on. Brendan Fraser, he did one good thing. No, he was he was a huge, huge influence in mid two thousands. That sort of argument.
0: I also think that unlike other Hall of Fames, um some of the inductees, and we'll get into this a little later, but some of the inductees are, I think, inducted not so much because they merit an induction, but uh, maybe because they're popular and they will generate cash for the WE at the at the induction ceremony. Huge, uh, you know, I'm not sure if that's factor. you know if that really factors into something like, let's say, hockey Hall of Fame, where they will induct uh, you know, let's say, some lesser known player from the early '60s. Not necessarily, that won't necessarily generate revenue for them, but that player is inducted because his achievements warrant induction. Not necessarily the case with the WWE Hall of Fame. It's, it's, about, it's about the Benjamins.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's absolutely true. Well, you know, Sports Hall of Fame, is, the inductees are selected by ballot. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> I probably have to redo that line. <coughs> One snuck up on me. No problem, yeah. yeah but, uh, absolutely. While sports Hall of Fames tend to be uh, choosing their inductees via ballot through sports writers and major uh, figures and board members and it's, uh, curators, uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame, especially the WWE Hall of Fame, began originally as kind of a nod and a tribute to the builders of the industry and now is absolutely just a means to sell tickets during their, you know, biggest quarter of the year when they have this giant convention and people actually flock from all over the world specifically to see this company.
0: Yeah. So let's start then with uh, flaw number one, I guess. No, in no particular order, but this is a list of uh, things that I have issue with the Hall of Fame. And so we'll stick with the, you know, on on the subject of inductees. Now I'm not here to, you know, belittle or put down any individual who's had the honor of being inducted, and certainly I am. I am okay. absolutely here for that reason. Okay, well, okay, <laughs> good, good. Right. We we need that that opinion. Uh, so I yeah, I don't want to seem like I'm making light of you know, <coughs> uh, individuals' accomplishments. Uh, however, uh, it's clear you know if if a casual listener or viewer looks at the list of inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame, it seems quite evident that there are names in there uh, that they they really they stick out like a sore thumb. They, they I mean we have some of the all time greats who you would associate with Hall of Fame worthy uh, career. You know Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, you know the American Dream Dusty Rhodes for instance. Those are great, great legends. And then we have others like Coco Beware or The Godfather or uh, you know... uh, The one that I keep
1: getting heat for defending on my channel, the Bella Twins. Right. Well, yeah,
0: which I... Great. I disagree with their induction. So, again, not to put down Coco Beware. I mean, certainly he's uh, done more than I have in the wrestling world. But how can you honestly justify a mid-card performer a, or like Coco Beware or, you know, the Bella Twins who were never really wrestlers or were poor wrestlers or, uh, uh, you know, any of these uh, other uh, mid-carders or lower-card uh, performers like the Godfather? How can you justify inducting them next to a name like Bret Hart? Uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Sergeant Slaughter, Harley Race, you know, the greats of the business.
1: Well, you know, it can be a bit tougher when it comes to the the merits behind a WWE Hall of Fame. The reality is that, once again, it's not based on who's won the most championships, the best win-loss record, you know, goals, assists. It's about essentially just like current wwe programming entertaining vince mcmahon it's an audience of one with that program (laughs) and the reality of the hall of fame is and while it originally began uh with one induction with andre the giant in 93 uh as you know a nod and a thank you to a man who literally gave his entire adult life to the industry and, and passed away and needed some sort of recognition nowadays it's about selling tickets And the idea is now who either has contributed enough to help make the WWE a lot of money in one way or another, like, you know, main event Hulk Hogan, or in the case where I defend the Bella Twins, mainstream appeal, bringing in audiences that otherwise were never going to give a chance to the WWE. There's a defense in terms of the lower and mid-card performers who, again, busted their bodies just the same or more than our main eventers. I suppose my counter to whether or not someone like The Godfather or Coco Beware, someone who didn't you know reach S tier like a Michaels or a Steve Austin is, how can you justify the Academy giving an Oscar to Best Supporting Actor? When a supporting yeah. actor obviously isn't the lead they still were absolutely necessary for a, a good story and a good performance in the film. You do need, you know, your mid carters, your your Owen Hart's, your
0: Well, and I and I agree, Jim. I mean yes, we need mid carters, but there is also you know, uh, prominent mid mid-carters and then this Coco Beware. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry to pick on Coco Beware, but I, I really—I don't know. I mean, what, what kind of book, what, what is memorable about that man? That he had a, a parrot, and he was, you know, an African American in the eighties. Uh,
1: like I mean, Frank, I appreciate Frankie what you're saying. He wasn't a parrot, was he? Who what? I'm sh- Frankie wasn't a parrot. Well, was he? I'm I'm looking this up. I thought he was a cockatiel. Oh, a bird.
0: Okay, it was a whatever, some it, bird. It, it was it was an avian creature. Okay, uh, you know that means yeah. I I agree. Yes, you need a strong supporting cast. You need.
1: I mean, the... could be it could be argued that Coco sold albums, because okay. "Pile Driver" was a hell of a good song, <laughs> and he busted his chops on that. And I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but you know, he was still a crowd favorite for the kids. He had an animal, he had bright colors, he was flashy, he was generally a bit of a high flyer. He was instrumental in Owen Hart actually forming the Rocket character, and and he was a builder. But like Special Delivery Jones, he was a jobber.
0: Okay, so you're making a specific case for Coco beware but I, I, I,
1: I felt I needed to defend the
0: man <laughs> you know but I, I guess my point being is as much I agree with your 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 point of yeah we need the supporting cast we need the, the mid Carters obviously it's not fair just to have the main event stars uh, be recognized uh, how that, that is you a know,
1: relative thing because you know, you know maybe maybe it should you know and, and that's gonna be a conversation for later on but an issue that the Hall of Fame faces right now is too many people go in. You yeah. might actually need it, it to become just the elite, the cream of the crop.
0: Yeah. Uh, the cream of the crop. Wasn't that, but, wasn't that a, a Savage, Randy Savage? Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That,
1: the, the, the cream rises to the top. Ooh yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty good. That's even, good. Even, even, even with that, you know, the, the idea is, okay, if it's just the cream, it's just the, the top one or two people. How do you sell tickets? You know, they they have three, four hours to fill uh, on a night where people don't have to bust their bodies and still milk 30 bucks on average from 10, 15,000 people.
0: Yeah, so... They got me twice. I've attended two of these things. They've got me twice. Yeah, you've been. And so, uh, I mean, of the classes that you attended, I mean you could say that you agreed with all the inductees that night, that everybody should have been on that stage?
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm not a particular defender of Mr. T. Uh, that,
0: yeah, well, that's a celebrity wing, which we'll get to in a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me as someone who constantly battles with my own comment section. Uh, the people that will tell me, like, for example, going back to, you know, who does and doesn't belong with the Bella Twins. My big argument that I get from people is they were awful workers. They weren't great wrestlers. And that is true. Nikki was better than Bree. She did pick it up. Bree actually started first. So I guess her potential was lower than Nikki's <laughs> or poss- it's very possible that talented wrestling ability comes with good saline implants. But I digress. <laughs> the the reason why you know the the figures like the bella twins would belong in in a hall of fame again is how they contributed to the company they were they were mainstream appeal they managed to get not one but
0: two tv shows on e and uh, yeah, see but those shows i mean what what do those shows have to do with professional wrestling I mean, what did I mean, tough really?
1: enough have to do with professional wrestling? does what, sorry? Tough enough, you know. Well, it was I mean, it I was not- it was reality TV, and it wasn't you know canon with Raw or SmackDown at the time. But the thing is, yeah, see, but
0: you don't see, but you then exactly. And Red you bring up uh, tough enough. Does Maven deserve to be inducted in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. No, but that is well.
1: more along the lines of how his career fizzled out. If Maven lasted as long as The Miz, then absolutely. You know, The Miz is the ultimate tough enough story, the success story, because I don't even think he... He didn't. He, he lost his year. And he's still been with the company for almost, he got almost 17
0: years since. Yeah, and he's been WWE champion a few times, right? Don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, the point being is that, see, I, I mean, I, I a guy like Maven who would, you know, you, no, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, and I well, push that. You know if he ever,
1: if he ever uh, has a really successful reality TV show, maybe he will be because the you know, WWE can but make But just money because
0: guys it. like uh, Coco Beware were, you know, you know, fairly known in their day, even the Bella Twins with their show. Does that really translate to the presumed prestige of the Hall of Fame? Especially that's that's going to be a when you just look at it on a surface level. If you don't, I mean, if you look into the accomplishments and listen to you, then maybe you can be swayed. But if you just look at it on paper, you know, Hulk Hogan. Even if you don't like him, Jim, you know, he, his credentials are what they are. You have Hulk Hogan. My,
1: my opinion of Hulk Hogan is pretty publicly well known. Okay,
0: his but, opinion you know, of me is also well known. You look at it, if you look at it on paper, it's very jarring. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Sting, Bella Twins, Coco, Beware. I mean, well, okay, it, we're it, talking it, different something,
1: eras something now, though. Right
0: there, something not right about that connect. You know, I
1: again, I, I gotta disagree. I have to disagree on that sense because again, it wasn't about just the main events, and. It, it's not a cut and dry. The these people won the most titles. These people scored the most goals. These people had the most wins. It, the idea that, oh, but it doesn't
0: going to be about main eventers. I mean, look at, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Paul Orndorff or Cowboy Bob Ordo. I mean, they weren't really main event guys. Or Nikolai Volkov. Or, you know. I uh, Jimmy Hart. Uh,
1: yeah, but where's Barry
0: Horowitz? Barry Horowitz was a
1: hell of a wrestler. Tracy Smothers was a fantastic actual wrestler. You know, these these are people that had great work rate. You know, could put together a lot of matches. That's not necessarily what makes a, a Hall of Fame career. You know, the best talkers have have an influence. The you know absolutely. best absolutely the most charismatic, able to sell merchandise, make people want to go see shows. The marquee names absolutely have that, the mainstream appeal, which is why we're gonna probably go back and forth pretty soon with regards to celebrity inductees. Yeah, because it it's not a proper wrestling Hall of Fame like the one that the very real one that exists in Wichita Falls, in Texas. It's a WWE Hall of Fame. Mm. It's who's done the most to make Vince McMahon and his company money. And sometimes yeah. inductees aren't well, even so about you're how, what they've funny. done, is but how much money they will make the WWE by signing over a tape library or agreeing to, you know, uh, be in the Hall of Fame while they're promoting their big movie, so that they might appear on WWE might get a mention on Rolling Stone or on. Well, and actually, you know, you
0: know what? I'm glad you're bringing that up because you know, when we mentioned at the top of uh, the show, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame and Football Hall of Fame and. Uh, Baseball. And notice how I, I named those. This is the mm. Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. Right. right. It's not about the NHL. It's about the you game. You know, they, they do
1: have entries, you know, people who never, never played in the NHL. They yeah. have international stars. They have uh, female hockey players, to which I believe, to date, only two, two women have actually had ice time. Uh, in an NHL game. I believe they were both preseason. Uh, right. I don't think Shannon, Shannon Sabato was so close to being number three, but it didn't happen. She's a goalie, correct? She's a, an Olympic goalie. She was a classmate of mine at uh, Emmy Lazert and School. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. And she was an emergency backup for the Edmonton Oilers, but uh, was not used. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, but, huge. Yeah. She was also. She's an alumni of, of our uh, our college. She was. She was an ook. Oh, I didn't
0: see it. the more. You know, I believe. Uh, anyway, you know, as the Hall of Fames honor the sport, it's interesting. Then the WWE Hall of Fame, so it's honoring not which, necessarily which, pro wrestling. But yeah, remember.
1: WWE. Remember, professional wrestling is not a sport. It's sports entertainment.
0: Right. So they but are on good. an
1: island of their own.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's more of, well, as you said, whatever makes, uh, wh- whoever has lined Vince McMahon's pockets or whoever can line his pockets. Exactly. You know, Because there are some inductees in there who'd never actually worked for Vince. Uh, you know, <laughs> probably the, the best example. Uh, He's definitely really, one of the biggest there, ones. And there are so, people
1: that, that he is definitely one of the biggest examples. Yeah. There are people who had you know a blink and you'll miss it in in the WWE, like Carlos Colon, right, and Mil Máscaras, who, Mascaris, who yeah. he Mil Máscaras was uh, one one appearance hilariously remembered for showing off his own ego and eliminating himself from the Royal Rumble.
0: <laughs> Which year was that? That was uh, I want to say ninety five. Well, that's the one, Shawn Michaels won. Only one of Shawn Michaels' feet touched the floor. Ah, <laughs> oh, um, what a mess! But uh, yeah, certainly, um, I, I think I think you're right about that. That I mean, it's it's a it's it is a WWE-centric Hall of Fame, and so yeah, they will induct um, individuals who you know have served them, and I and I and I can understand that, and I can understand your point about honoring the lower. You know, <coughs> stars absolutely. Yeah. But again, you, you and I think, forget and there uh... are lower stars. There are lower stars to be honored. You know, uh, but I think there are certain names that even if they you know have served Vince McMahon in the in the larger context of the Hall of Fame and honoring the best of the best, they stand out to me, and it stands up pretty glaringly. Uh, mm. so, you know, okay, let's, I, I'll give you more examples of who I think. Okay. We'll start. Yeah, I've quick. got one
1: that's coming to mind right now myself.
0: Okay. Well, uh, which one? Well, it's, uh, going back
1: to how they also can serve you as opposed to how they've served you. The Von Erics.
0: You remember right. the, the The Von Erics family? family. Only,
1: yeah. only one Von Erich ever worked for Vince McMahon. And he was already a partial amputee at the time. He didn't have a huge run, uh, with the company. But the reality is that the, the Von Erichs had a tape library and McMahon they won't. wanted world-class to put on the WWE network. And that was the agreement and the same, same deal with Stu Hart. The only reason Stu Hart's in the hall of fame, because they wanted Brett and they wanted access to the Step tapes eight. that. Yeah, exactly. And well, at least the modern stampede, because they had the rights to stampede and then they lost the rights to stampede
0: so do you that being said, then, do you think then that an induction is not necessarily a compliment it's you know it's like oh yeah, we'll give you an induction, we'll give you a ring and a plaque, but what what else do you want? What do they want you know it's it's tough you know, to for, say. I don't know if you knew, for instance, Abdullah the butcher. And I think others have have as well. You know, he pawned off his uh, his That's ring. Right.
1: That's right. And
0: uh, you know, basically, he had stated afterwards, "I never worked for Vince, and I don't owe anything to him."
1: No, it's true. You know, I don't uh, I, There there is an appeal because if you have w your former WWF wrestler on your banner when you're working a convention circuit, you might sell some eight by tens and some autographs. You have WWE Hall of Famer. You're gonna have people bugging you for interviews and podcasts. Sorry, just incredible. Uh, you're gonna have a bunch of uh, more attention on you to help charge a, a higher rate to make it more worth your while. You know there there is some, and of course there's the Legends contract, which you could be making nothing from this company now, or you could be getting fifty thousand dollars a year just to to abide by these rules. And oh hey, we might fly you in for a raw in January and give you 125 grand for showing up. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good prospect when you're in your 50s and have no pension or insurance. You know that's yeah. that's a great incentive for some of these people to sign their life away. Essentially,
0: yeah. I, another one that comes to mind is uh, Honky Tonk Man, who uh, you know, uh, pretty notably said on numerous interviews, and you can still see them on YouTube and. In the internet, that uh, he thought the the Hall of Fame WWE Hall of Fame was a joke. No, I'll never I'll never uh, accept an in, uh, an induction. And yet he did two years ago. Yeah, so- he's he's a
1: hustler genius. Honky Tonk Man is a man about the money. He managed to get like thirty bucks out of me in probably the most creative, crafty attempt in a convention where I was not going to buy anything from him, and I ended up getting a picture. Uh, with him and Virgil, intercontinental belt on one shoulder, million dollar title on the other shoulder, and it's basically he he hustled me into actually like I wasn't gonna buy anything. I was there to speak to Jake Roberts because I was gonna do an interview with him, and uh, he's like, "Well, it's it's this or nothing. So how about we we split it? We we do a deal. It's a good deal." Like, nice salesman. And, and that's just it. WWE Hall of Famer, also a great way, again, for him to get a little bit more clout.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I think also another, you know, sort of a, a flaw, you know, one if, if, if flaw number one is some of the inductees, I guess flaw 1B <laughs> is that not only have they inducted individuals who I think shouldn't really be there, but they've inducted these people before... Uh, others who absolutely should be there. You know, and I'm thinking of guys like uh, Vader. Mm. Uh, you know, Earthquake, perhaps, you know, could be argued that oh. is in there.
1: I, I, I'm very much right now not someone who wants to travel in today's kind of climate in terms of economics and, uh, you know, pandemic. But <laughs> I do believe I would make a point to go for a John Tenta induction Induction. and go attend another one. I feel like that's one I would definitely attend in person.
0: Yeah, and he he was a fellow Canadian, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, he was. He was actually, at one point, known as Canadian Earthquake. Oh, really? Oh, That was actually
0: his name at one point. Nice. Uh, So, you know, my point being, I mean, those are guys (laughs) who you think should be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm assuming will be, but they're not there yet. It's a tough call. And yet again, Godfather. And no disrespect to Charles Bright. <laughs> Why is he in there? Why is he in there in the first place? And number two, how how dare he be in there before Big Van Vader? You know, before a Sid Justice, before some other names. It's it's uh, again. Whoa. We talk about is there, is there prestige with the Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, yes and no. Yes and no.
1: Yeah, well, I uh, I absolutely will not try to defend, you know, Sid not being in the Hall, Vader not being in the Vader wanted to go in that Hall of Fame before he passed away. And they still didn't do it. Yeah, and so did Jim, China, remember? And, and Jim Neidhart as well wanted yeah. to go in that Hall of Fame before he passed away, and it didn't happen. But once again, we have to remember this isn't a Sports Hall of Fame. It doesn't go by chronological order. And... It, it, they, one of the gripes that I have with the WWE and these these annual classes, is that they induct way too many people because they have set quotas for themselves. Every year there must be a headliner, there must be a Golden Age, you know Hogan era person, there must be an Attitude era person, there must be a woman, a tag team, there must be a non wrestler, a foreign superstar. There must be, you know, the Warrior Award. A dead inductee. A dead inductee. A. I said the foreign superstar, but there, uh, there has to be a person of color. Right. And, and the thing is, a Hall of Fame, the reason why an NHL Hall of Fame has clout or Cooperstown in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, they do limit how many individuals go in on first ballot. And if you know you have the votes, but there's already enough people in, you're bumped to next year. Right.
0: Oh, and, I, I absolutely. I think the uh, the classes are bloated. Not only because, oh, because they percent. in those check boxes, as you just said. Their quota. Uh, but so once
1: we we included the legacy wing to the 2017 Hall of Fame, we had 17 people in that. That's way too many. Eight yeah. is too many. Yeah. There, there was was a year where it was actually refreshing to see how they had scaled it back. It doesn't need to be more than five or six, but they want to have, you know, the award show style element where people can get their speeches in. But then they have to rush the speeches because Mr. D just spent 45 minutes talking about the Bible and his mama.
0: Yeah. And you can even see the evolution of the ceremony itself. Um Started in 93, actually 93 did not have a ceremony, Was Andre the Giant was the inaugural inductee, and so the the Hall of Fame was created for Andre. Then in 94, 95, 96, and 2004, it was a private reception, a, a dinner, you know, at a hotel type of thing for the inductees, their families, and other employees of the WWE, and then it started with 05, to be get progressively bigger and televised and like an Oscar ceremony.
1: Yeah. Cause they realized they could make money off it. And that's, that's the, the sad reality is like, that is the be all and end all when you are a multi-billion dollar business. You know, the WWE has made their entire legacy, their entire empire based on going town to town and touring and bringing the fans out. WrestleMania became the first one that was truly big enough that people will leave their own countries to go and attend this. Right. So, well, how, how, you, you did so that. how did they get <laughs> it I did it. I've done it twice. They're the only yeah. two times I have ever gone into the United States were both for WrestleMania. Oh, really? I I yeah, I've, I've, left, I've left this country exactly three times. I've gone to England once. I've gone to the States twice. And both of those were for Mania.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, but there you go. Um your point taken that it's it is an international event and you know the the weekend of WrestleMania WrestleMania access including the Hall of Fame ceremony of course. Yeah, it's uh of course it's all about the money. You know, and I I I I respect that to you know again to an extent, but it's it's it would how- be nice if
1: the original the original intention of, you know, the company giving back a thank you to the builders of their brand was still intact. And that's why there are still people who treat it as an absolute honor. There are some people that, that it, it's a lifelong dream. Molly Holly, when she was notified, cause their, their newest big thing is to surprise people with inductions, hmm. which I cannot wait until that backfires because there is going to be, there will be someone who's like, no, thanks. You know, it's going to yeah. happen.
0: And you but, think,
1: uh, yeah. but yeah, it's like there are people that, that are 100 percent, you know, they realize like they I'm being acknowledged and recognized for the hard work I did these five, six, eight, twelve 12 years. And then there's the Scott Steiners and the superstar Billy Graham, who's in the Hall of Fame and will tell you the Hall of Fame is a joke. Granted, superstar Billy Graham also feels anybody who isn't 280 pounds and openly admitting to being on steroids is a joke, but I digress. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think overall, is it uh, still an honorable accolade? Certainly. But there is asterisks to it.
1: Mm. And I, once We got to remember, as viewers, our role is to view. So in terms of our our purpose with the Hall of Fame is just to watch, you know. Yeah. That's 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 we really don't even need to be there. In fact, twenty twenty one is proving that because we're not going to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. I, so again, I, th- I just for me at the end of the day, on a you know I mean, if you look at the individual accomplishments of all of the inductees and you know maybe the case is stronger, uh, but again on a, on a surface level. Reading through the inductees, there are certainly names that stick out to me, uh, who I just don't think belong in the parameters of a Hall of Fame. And it's it's particularly noted when these names are in there ahead of names who should be absolutely in there. You know, like you said, it's not chronological. That, yeah, that's gotta got remember
1: the quotas. The the attitude era inductee is going to go in before somebody from the new-gen era. Yeah. You know, it, but... it, it, it
0: bothers me, you know, that the idea... Uh, like for that... Example, for, again, why... Again, the Bella twins are going in and uh, I stand by that. By you way. know the Bellatrons I... are going in, and and uh, and Rick the model Martell is not.
1: But... See, I was
0: about to use Martel as an example too, but that's my not, my gripe important. was going to be that is just it's not right
1: to me. Yeah, my <laughs> gripe was going to be that JBL goes in before Martell. That's that to me, you know, bothers me. But
0: at the same time, well, and that's it... fair too, and that's fair chronologically. Exactly. Why should Bratch be going in before? Well, You have to factor I, I have in the same again thing about like, uh, it, quite frankly. I, I don't like. I think her induction was way premature.
1: I yeah. You know, I I can't disagree on on that. But once again, it's not, it's not an objective thing. Every induction has a relative is has a, its own relative purpose. Uh, in some cases, the reason why we don't have these names that absolutely belong in there. Uh, the most famous and obvious uh, example out there is Owen Hart. There's a reason Owen Hart isn't in there, and that's because his family will not authorize it. So whether or not you feel that, you know, the Bella Twins spot is, you know, belongs to Owen Hart, it's not going to Owen Hart. Yeah. Well, but Owen is an exceptional case. He, Uh, He is one, but that doesn't mean there aren't other people. Again, Scott Steiner doesn't want anything to do with the Hall of Fame. You know, for a long time, uh, um,
0: what was, was yeah, long time Bruno with, uh, didn't want
1: to go in the Hall of Fame, and if anybody should go in even before Andre, it would be Bruno,
0: yeah,
1: right? So, yeah.
0: there are yeah. factors in there. What that, was the situation with uh, Macho Man If he finally was inducted in 2015,
1: if I remember correctly? The, uh, the caveat that Savage fought for was that he would only go in the Hall of Fame if they put his father in, if they put Angelo. Right, which they didn't. And and they didn't. And (laughs) after he passed away, I do believe it was Lanny's decision to put Randy Savage in the Hall of Fame because he felt it was unfair to Randy's legacy to hold out that that message. And it's like it, it belittles the contributions of Randy by saying, well, he can't go in until Lanny and, and Angelo go in. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that that was the big one with, with him, and I remember I didn't attend that one. I, I remember watching that one live, because we yeah. finally had WWE network in Canada at that time. We didn't have it the year prior.
0: Right, yeah, that was 2015. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, going from inductees to inductees who shouldn't necessarily be in there let's go to my second flaw that i thought is uh pretty noticeable with the hall of fame wwe hall of fame is the celebrity wing now i'm not against the celebrity wing i'm not against the concept throughout the years especially at wrestlemania uh it has been a tradition to have an assortment of different celebrities actors uh, musicians and just other well-known people appear at WrestleMania, appear at WWE programming, sometimes get involved in storylines, or sometimes just, you know, make an appearance, announce a match, and do a backstage interview. And so I'm not against the concept of the celebrity wing. Uh, However, there are, again, certain celebrity inductees, just like the regular inductees, who I think are very, very questionable. Why in God's name... Are these people being inducted? Now, Jim is going to say, oh, well... Here we go. <laughs> the money, yes, uh, you know, and uh, fans will want to, you know, they um, will generate tickets and they will generate interest. So from a monetary perspective, it certainly will could make I, sense.
1: I do feel like, and I need to clarify this, when I say the money, the money is two reasons. You know, it does actually qualify as two reasons. The money that they made at the time and the money they can make for the company in the future
0: are two, two
1: completely separate, independent
0: reasons. Well, but I think even especially the money in the future.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you get someone who is about to put a major movie out, and you can get them out at that point in time, absolutely. Because that year, they're going to bring more attention to it. I'm trying to scroll through right now for a good example of that. Uh oh boy geez some of the people on this list oh see
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know you know again uh, there are so from from a money perspective you know of course certainly you can't money can justify any argument i guess but from a pure contributions perspective some of the celebrity inductees are just to me completely baffling and nonsensical Uh, I I know that there's one
1: that you absolutely stand against that I absolutely stand for. uh, is it Drew Drew Carey? No, no, no. Uh, I've defended Drew Carey in the past, but the one that I stand for...
0: To me, me the one... To me, Drew Carey is the most ridiculous. Is the most ridiculous celebrity. Now, there is no reason, for (laughs) for our viewers who don't know, back in 2001, so 20 years ago now, at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Drew Carey maybe appeared on television for 10 minutes. You guys don't realize this. It is inadvertently the most comedic
1: gold <laughs> that was ever not meant to be funny for the reasons it was funny and was meant to be funny for the very reasons it wasn't. This, <laughs> this was absolutely... It is amazing. He, Drew Carey was supposed to be a guest at the Royal Rumble. He cut backstage scenes where, you know, he's getting the celebrity, you know, big deal treatment where people are going and introducing themselves to him. You know, let's let's go meet a star. And the two egotistical heels, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, who right now practically run the company. They're like, yeah, you know who we are. You know, we run this show. And Drew Carey, completely nonchalant. "Eh, Not really. I don't watch wrestling.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm just
1: here to promote my my whose line is it anyway touring show. Not the TV show. The touring show the one that you go to the Mayfield Inn to watch. <laughs> the oh one that you might see, you know, for fifteen bucks after dinner out with the wife. <laughs> and the idea was that he crossed the wrong person and was tricked into attending the Royal Rumble. And this is where like I have my defense for Drew Carey on this front. Because he did something that other celebrity guests did not do, he performed in the match. Well, perform—that's
0: a very he you performed. Use that term very loosely. Come on, <laughs> he tried to bribe Kane, then he then he eliminated himself after Raven saved him. Yeah, but was the thing—but but again, like this, said, this
1: was unheard of, and you better believe this was on Entertainment Tonight. This was getting attention in newspapers. Because, you know, celebrities, the most hands-on celebrity I could think of, you know, up to that date was Bob Euchre just getting, you know, choked backstage by Andre the Giant yep. getting his neck run. Another questionable but for the, inductee. But for the most part, celebrities, you know, they were a guest ring announcer or, you know, a guest timekeeper and, and they didn't actually get physically involved. And I do take a little bit of sick pleasure knowing, and this might be a little crude on me to saying it, that Drew Carey nutted himself trying to escape the ring because he did not understand how elastic those ropes weren't
0: at the time. So, well, you know, what? <laughs> I, I would I would agree more with it perhaps if it had been more than a one off ten minute thing. It, it, I mean, it was it's such a and, bre- as, as entertaining as it might have been at the time it's so brief in the history of this company in the history of wrestling I, I just that appearance cannot to me justify an induction you
1: know, it's it's true mean, what, what, at, at the same time that that shows how relative the matter is he was more hands-on in the ring than Arnold Schwarzenegger another in- and that's that's by that's Christian. the one that I, that's the one that I have no questioning of. I absolutely will defend to the teeth because so many wrestlers prior to, you know, when we're talking the carny days, had the strongman look. You know, they had a big gut, but they had a big chest, but they didn't look fit. And Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron brought mainstream appeal to professional bodybuilding, which, let's face it, Vince McMahon has a fetish for he even started his own failing company at one point because he couldn't get a business promotion with the actual bodybuilding federation, the IBF, if I remember correctly. Don't know, that's, that's not my, my forte. But the fact that Arnold influenced enough people to start working out harder, to pump iron, to become what? buff, to become professional bodybuilders, to get that physique that we now accept is the John Cena level... Well, oh, and that's all
0: fine, but just because you inspire someone doesn't mean, you know, you inspire them directly or indirectly. But is he actually involved with the WWE other than again these part-time, quick five-minute appearances? So does that's, it war? Does that warrant an induction? Is it a you know that that's my my pushback. I understand, but
1: personally, I feel it does because it doesn't necessarily matter if you attended these or if you were in these matches if you participated in these shows. If you were credited by this company as a reason, this company is the way they are now. Who are we as fans to go? No, well, you, you guys know,
0: can't give him that credit. I, I think I think the Schwarzenegger argument is is uh, one that's well made, and and I'm not, I'm not terribly against the presence of Ronald Schwarzenegger, but certainly, like I said, Drew Carey, uh, you cannot you can't convince me otherwise. I think that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I, it's Bob, it's Bob hard Uker, to defend Bob Euchre again, a, a, a baseball Hall of Famer, I believe. You know, did Unlike- an
1: the very first celebrity inducted into the WWE. I'm, I'm gonna throw this trivia at you here. The the very first celebrity inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame under the celebrity wing is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Well, he was.
0: He's been banned for life, right? That, that's but, right. But look at but that being said, Pete Rose, unlike Drew Carey, made numerous appearances. Was you know more actively involved. If I'm not mistaken, he appeared at three consecutive WrestleManias. I mean, it's true, but I mean, as much his as his induction is stupid in itself, it's it makes more sense than a Drew Carey induction. It makes more sense than a Bob Euchre. They, they
1: both were embarrassed at the hands of Kane. Let's be real; <laughs> they that they're equal footing when it comes to that. Pete Rose took some bumps. How many tickets did he sell? You know, uh, two of those three appearances, nobody even knew he was going to be there. He attend. He was the gobbledygooker for God's
0: sake. Yeah, and one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that being said, I mean, even... By the gold. way,
1: screw it. Gobbledygooker Hall of Fame 2022, I'm calling it right now. <laughs>
0: right, 24-7 champion. Finally won a, a championship. Surprise. That's not a... I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, and, you know, who's another one? Um, uh, well, Mr. T, I suppose, is justifiable because of the uh, WrestleMania 1 and 2 participation. And that's that's the reason you know, why we
1: have a celebrity uh, ring. Or a celebrity ring Snoop
0: Dogg... I mean, you can, you can make a case for him. I think it's a, it's a stretch. Kid Rock, why, well, that's a stretch for me. If, I mean, if, if, you look if at we him, acknowledge... Most of these guys, they're not wrestling fans. They know nothing about the business. They've agreed to make an appearance all those mm. years ago. And now to make uh, further cash, they'll accept an induction.
1: I'd hate to be that guy, but who are you to say if they're fans or not? You know, there's the fans that rebelled against Maria Menounos going to uh, induct Bob Backlund in the Hall of Fame. She's a lifelong wrestler, well, okay, okay. incredibly well, knowledgeable. Drew
0: right. Carey, don't tell me that Drew Carey is. Drew it. Carey, whether, okay, but, I mean,
1: you you threw Mr. Mr. T in there. You know, we can't say whether or not Mr. T was well, a fan no, uh, Mr. T
0: I can agree with, again, because he has participated and, in a noteworthy way. And, and Snoop Dogg and Kid Rock, we don't, we can't say they're not fans. I Snoop Dogg, absolutely, okay. is a large I, I, I fan. I can retract that, Jim. I, I can yeah, admit to that. But in as terms as for, for Kid Rock, like his contribution-wise, contribution-wise, I it, mean, it,
1: he's one of Jim Johnston's five a, bands of it, doom. It, it's a same Rock, thing. <laughs> it's a Kid thing. Rock, yeah, I mean, Kid Rock, his. Uh, I remember in two thousand, was it two thousand two? No, it was two thousand, I believe. No, no, no. Two thousand two, when uh, Kid Rock ran a uh, an impromptu concert during Monday Night Raw, and he and Joe C got involved in the tag team championship match that night. Kid Rock, if you acknowledge that one of the big reasons WWE is as successful, and this is you know going to lead to somebody who should be in the Hall of Fame who isn't, it, it the big reason that rock and uh, that rock and wrestling connection became a thing was because of the influence of mainstream music into it then so,
0: why, why is Cindy Lauper not in it
1: because either they have not found a reason to make money or she's been turning it down there's, there's reasons that aren't like th- again this isn't a sports hall of fame there <laughs> isn't an eligibility window there isn't a ballot so when people do get in that's because of conversations we're not privy to certainly you know why what's it going to take for Sable to go in what's well, going to take Brock Lesnar's wife to go, okay, I'll go in. Yeah. Cause we can't pretend that she's blackballed and hated. She sued the company and won and then came back to work. Right. So, I mean, it, it, there, it's not a merit based hall of fame. It's an entertainment based hall of fame. If there was, he- if there was an ABC hall of fame, People could be arguing whether or not, you know, these six shows from TGI TGIF, you know, so if, if
0: dinosaurs should go in or if perhaps,
1: Matters belongs in. Then
0: perhaps that's the biggest flaw. Forget anything that we said. You you said it all, then that's the biggest problem with the WWE Hall of Fame. It's not merit based.
1: Yeah, and, and because we don't have a, I mean, that's vote why on the a matter, we gotta w- remember. That's why we I have not, to remember but, again, we are we are the audience. They don't care. The re- like the company doesn't care as long as we buy tickets. The wrestlers don't care as long as they get a little bit of recognition,
0: or they get a payday,
1: depending on you know where they stand with the business. Well, type. I
0: guess, but as, as if you look of, if you look at the Hall of Fame as an institution. You know, it, it, it loses that supposed luster when when yeah. they have these, and,
1: and that's the hard looks. part. That's that's why you know we talk that's about why a the, lot of the prestige want- they used to have because yeah. it does it isn't an institution.